Hello and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosophy, the One True Podcast, where we interview uh, author Ray Garten again. We planned on having a skunk dick segment this time around, but got caught up moving all of our Halloween shit into the new building we just signed a lease for, um, where we're going to actually house our haunt this Halloween season. So those of you who uh, live in the Salt Lake and surrounding areas, um, keep an eye on our website. We'll, we'll have the address and all that thing posted. So this episode... We interview Ray Garten, uh, horror author, uh, about a, a book signing he's going to do. Unfortunately, between the time we interviewed him and now, the book signing fell through. So ignore the parts about the book signing itself, because that's not going to actually happen. Uh, but focus in on all of the absolute uh, genius uh, that is the rest of the episode. So without further ado, our interview with Ray Garten again. All right, well, as for today's show and into the meat of this particular podcast, we have Ray back on the show to, uh, well, basically grovel for your money. So, Ray, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself again. Ray, Ray, didn't we just interview, interview you? I swear to God we uh, just interviewed you. It was in, um, yeah, I guess it was in early February. It was it late January, early February. See, Leighton so, and I never wanted to talk to Ray again after that interview, but... Uh, He's managed what, to... what did I say? <laughs> you were a little clingy. There was <laughs> some. <laughs> He's managed to push himself back onto the show <laughs> in record time. <laughs> Why are you back? Tell us about it. Um, I'm back because I've got a I've got a signing to plug in San Francisco, and I've got new books to plug that are available online from e-reads. I've just got lots of plugging to do. So, so is is coming on to our show easier than panhandling at the freeway? Yes. <laughs> and in the weather we've been having, it's considerably drier. Okay. Right. <laughs> coming on to our show is panhandling at the freeway. Have you ever met our audience, Leighton? No. <laughs> yes, several times. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ray, tell us what you got. Uh, what's, what book are you signing? Um, I'm signing whatever any, anybody brings in, but the, the new book that's out right now is, uh, new books rather, are um, Trailer Park Noir and uh, a limited edition book called The Disappeared and Other Stories. And there are a couple of uh, reprints that have just been made available uh, through e-reads as paperbacks and e-books. If I bring you my copy of Twilight, will you sign that? <laughs> No, I was about to say I'll I'll sign anything you bring, but I draw I draw the line there. No, no Twilight. How about uh, if Glenn? You're, if, if you're a vampire and you have to sparkle, get a fucking room. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that dude was just about as gay as it could get. So, did you watch that, Layton? You watched Twilight? I had a girlfriend. Oh my god! It, First Lady Gaga, now Twilight. What the oh, hell is oh, wrong oh, with you? Oh wait, wait well. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with me? It's what the hell is wrong with women that they keep dragging me to this shit. <laughs> I can well, understand the 13 and 14 year old girls who like that, <laughs> like Twilight. But I don't understand the fully grown, mature women who. Well, she get was old. she was 24, and I couldn't understand it either. Especially when he stepped out into the light and he's all twinkling, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna yeah, puke. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, let me tell you a little story about Leighton. Um, it's not only girls that he allows to drag him to this. His older brother, Troy, oh, God. <laughs> took him out to a movie. And uh, what? which one did you want to see? You want to see some action movie or I something? I wanted to see Drag Me to Hell. That's and right. since it was oh. supposed to be a guy's day out just to go watch a movie, get him away from his wife, get me away from my girlfriend, I figured Drag Me to Hell was a good movie to see. Charlie, why don't you tell them what my brother wanted to see? Yeah, um, hang on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> it's a proposal, jackass. What is it? The proposal. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember it. <laughs> the the proposal with um I oh I can't even they all run together those romantic those awful romantic comedies yeah Sandra yeah. Bullock Alaska uh, yeah. what yeah. what's his bucket Troy uh, uh, Troy wanted to take you to the proposal with Sandra Bullock a fucking romantic comedy yeah. and and what did you say Layton remind me what you said <laughs> well I said why would we be going to see that <laughs> he said he said okay. <laughs> No, Sounds no, great. Bullshit, I'll bullshit. go to I'll go to romantic comedy with my brother. Fuck <laughs> you. That is not what I said. The next words that came out of my mouth were, "Why are we going to see that?" And then my brother says, "Cause I hear Sandra Bullock gets naked." <laughs> <laughs> 
and he yeah. wouldn't go to anything else. He wanted to see that. Your next Where words did he were, hear that? Who has he been listening to? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is my brother we're talking about. Anything with Sandra Bullock and his eyes go all gaga. I mean, oh, I'm sure God. the dude probably masturbates to her at night next to his wife or something. I don't know. She drove her ex-husband to Nazism. <laughs> <laughs> my brother likes that. That's good quality in women. <laughs> yeah, Troy would let Sandra Bullock drive him anywhere. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so Trailer Park Noir, and what else was it? Uh, Trailer Park Noir, there's um, The Girl in the Basement, a couple of crime novels that are new, um, Murder Was My Alibi and Loveless. Hey, now, you mentioned and there were some anti-religious horror stories. Yeah, that's coming out in the fall, I, I just found out. I'm, ah. I only wrote it. I'm, I'm the last one to know when these <laughs> things are coming out. I just learned it's coming out in the fall from uh, Cemetery Dance. It's called Wailing and Gnashing of Teeth. And at the signing, I'm going to be reading a new short story that's going to appear for the first time in that collection. And the short story is called Wailing and Gnashing of Teeth. And it's a collection of um, short horror stories about religion. And it's not favorably. I mean, it's, 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 they're not stories supporting religion. So how does that work? How do you, how do you write a, an anti-religious horror story? What takes place? What, what's going on in these things? How can you have a horror story without this, religion unless it's a mutation or something? This interests that's me. Really, that's really, yeah. I mean, horror originally is religious. I mean, it, religion gave birth to horror fiction. Right. Um, the Bible is the oldest best-selling horror novel. And uh, it's, it's only been in, re in like the last, I don't know, 50, 60 years that we started uh, verging off of, of, of the original religious roots of horror and with, you know, mutations and big bugs and aliens and uh, stuff like that. You write a, a, a horror story about religion by simply writing about religion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the stories in there is called Monsters, and it's based on my experience with the Seventh-day Adventists in uh, Angwin, California. That's a horror story. Um, there's another one in there about a boy who, it, several of them, in fact, are three, I think three of them are, are, are Seventh-day Adventist stories. They deal with Adventism directly. And one of them is called Cinema, and it's spelled with an S instead of a C, Cinema. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> Why do you want to Advent persecute the One True Church so much? I don't want to persecute them. <laughs> Why can't you give up your sinning ways? <laughs> because you can't give up your sinning ways, because all ways are sin, <laughs> as far as the Seventh-day are concerned. You know, you can't read fiction. Fiction is bad. Fiction is evil. You can't watch movies. Um, you, can't, uh, you can't play cards. You can't eat meat or drink uh, caffeine or alcohol or... And if you do eat meat, some because some Adventists do eat meat, you can't eat pork or seafood. You have to you have to have a kosher diet. Um, <clears throat> all I mean, religion sets up a, an unrealistic standard for people to meet, which they can never meet, of course. The basic but, story of Seventh Day Adventism is that if it makes you feel good or it brings any pleasure whatsoever, don't do it. Stop doing it and repent that <laughs> yeah. you ever did it in the first place. Yes, exactly. Because it was founded by one of the most miserable human beings on the face of the earth, Ellen G. White. She was pretty ugly from what I hear. <laughs> she was. <laughs> <laughs> well, she Maybe. has a reason to be mean-spirited. It's her beautiful soul that really is attractive. Uh, yeah, because yeah, uh, nothing like a beautiful soul that's out there preaching, give up anything that brings you happiness. I believe yeah. her soul was hit in the face with a rock as well when she was <laughs> <miserable>. <laughs> So her soul is as ugly as her face is. Of course, she was she was telling everybody to to deny themselves all these things while she was engaging them in them herself. You know, she was eating oysters when she was telling people not to eat meat or seafood. She was she was getting drunk on her ass off of vinegar when she was telling people not to drink alcohol. And um, yeah, she was. And nobody She's, can tell me she wasn't masturbating. She was. She was palming the taco. She was. Um, that's because nobody else would go near it. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> she was essentially she, Joseph Smith resurrected. Then, is apparently right. What's going yeah. On. <laughs> she and her um, her her wife uh, um, James White. He they had two kids, or maybe it was three. 
which means they had sex three times. Um, and, and they probably repented afterwards. And oh, did yeah. she, how much did she pay him for these sexual encounters? <laughs> I think there was in a the bag church. involved somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a bag could cover it. <laughs> there was a uh, scene in Entourage. Uh, do you watch that, Ray? I've only seen a few episodes. I haven't really had access to it because I don't. I don't subscribe to any of them godless liberal pay cable channels. <laughs> There's this great scene where uh, Jeremy Piven's character, uh, who's hilarious on that, is really irritated with his friend that he's brought into his um, company because he's having an affair on his wife. And he sits him down and he goes, look, you should do what every man does uh, from the beginning of time uh, when you fuck your wife. You think about somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm sure is what happened uh, with Mr. White. Had oh, yeah. To. Had to. But I mean, he was he was thinking about somebody else, but he was afraid that God was going to tell her that he was thinking about somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so are you telling me that they had sex with a picture of God and Jesus above their bed, too? Uh, I don't know. Easy, Layton. <laughs> Easy, Layton. <laughs> you dick. I don't know. They weren't supposed to have pictures of uh, of Jesus. She taught, you know, she preached against that sort of thing. She preached for a while. She preached against Christmas trees, and then Christmas trees were okay. And um, you know, it just depended on how drunk she was the day she was plagiarizing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so basically, uh, your uh, religious horror stories are anti Seventh Day Adventist. Uh, well, they're, they're actually anti-religion in general. It's just that Adventism is what I know. You know, you write what you know. I couldn't write a, a Catholic horror story because I don't. I, all I know is that the Catholic Church is the beast of Revelation, and, and they're all going to hunt us down and kill us at the end of time. <laughs> um, but the the, uh, the Adventist stuff I know because I had that pounded into my head for a long time. So I I, I write about that, but. There are a couple of stories, and Wailing and Gnashing of Teeth is one of them that is takes a much more generic approach to religion and um, covers the damage that it does without ever really looking like it's doing damage, and certainly never being accused of doing that damage. It gets a free religion gets a free pass in everything. <clears throat> um, I was recently discussing a, a news story with someone about a, a pastor, a youth pastor who um, was. <laughs> Uh, caught having sex with a, a young boy in his in his care, and he had been telling the boy that um, that he was going to help him achieve purity in the eyes of God by helping to, him to ejaculate his evil thoughts out of his penis. Now, um, that to me is a, a religious a use of religion to get something that that religion actually uh, condemns. But that goes on all the time. And this so person I was having... We should stop pardon? doing that with our North Korean child? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's one of his every hourly duties. Ejaculate I mean, <laughs> away his impure thoughts. <laughs> I mean, literally, he has to fill up a gallon jug or he can't go to bed at night. <laughs> Uh, but the difference is we're not hypocrites, right? Uh, this guy's preaching against this stuff and then telling us. That's this. true. I've got three it's gallon jugs I've got to fill up each night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we're not hypocrites at all. Uh, amazing. Well, so this guy, is a... the church. The church found out about this, and they didn't go to the police. They never do. Right. They did not go to the police because um, the most important thing to do in a situation like that is to preserve the reputation of the church. Right. But they claim, after the guy turned himself in, they claimed, well, we talked him into turning himself in. So pat us on the back, please. <laughs> right. You um, know, they, they didn't uh, pick up the phone and call the police to prevent no. him from molesting other children. Uh, no. But fortunately, you know, out of the goodness of their hearts, they, you know, talked him into turning himself Yeah, and, and we don't know how, they, they claimed that they knew nothing about, that they did not know that this was going on, but they wanted to make right. sure that everyone knew that it never happened on church property or during any church programs or events. 
That's very important. Yeah, yeah, that's very important. They say they didn't know anything about it, and I find that hard to believe. You, you can't um, really hide something like that, because uh, there's probably repeated behavior. I can oh, yeah. guarantee this isn't the first time. So my defense as a physician molesting my patients is, hey, it never <laughs> happened inside the clinic. Yes, it was always <laughs> exactly. after I knocked them unconscious at their car. <laughs> You couldn't get away with that. You could. You chance. couldn't get away with that excuse. They can't. Not know. a chance. That, you know, they say, "Well, nope, not our responsibility. We didn't know about it. it didn't happen in front of us." Yeah, it, it um, seems to them and their congregation perfectly reasonable. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. And that makes it only sense. seems reasonable when religion is involved. Any right. other situation that would not fly. Right. Well, Christopher um, Hitchens uh, brings up a point that there's this odd Hebrew practice, this Jewish practice, um, where the uh, they circumcise the baby, and the uh, the rabbi the who's blood. doing it sucks the blood out of the penis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, name one other, you know, outside of religion, anywhere that that would be acceptable. Anywhere. Um, nowhere. Not a chance. But Especially when they pass disease to, to the child. Oh, God. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if God told you to do it, it's okay. In our country, if you want to get away with anything... Anything at all, all you have to do is do it under the banner of religion. Go L. And Ron Hubbard. Exactly. And he didn't even use somebody else's religion. He made up his own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still trying to figure out how that one got off the ground. <laughs> following in the I know. footsteps well, that, of... That, uh... Scientology is proof that people will believe anything. Oh, totally. They will believe yeah. anything. And I often, you know, I often bemoan the fact that I have a conscience, because if I didn't, I would be working in religion right now, and I'd be cleaning up. <laughs> what, what's amazing to me is not that Scientology exists or that people believe it, it's that it, it's so popular and so wealthy. Uh, very similar to me to the Mormon Church. You know, how in the fuck did you guys get so goddamn popular and wealthy? Well, it's because a, a lot of people want to have their own planet. Yeah, testament to um, <laughs> gullibility, I guess, naivete of, yeah. of human beings. Yeah, well, look at Tom them. Cruise. Maybe they all just want to be like him. Uh, Did you un see the South Park episode? With, yes. Uh, Tom Cruise and, and uh, John, Travolta. John Travolta in the closet. <laughs> Didn't they almost not do that because Isaac Hayes was a Scientologist? He got all pissed off. Um, I think that's what made Isaac Hayes decide to quit the show. Interesting, uh, interesting. Yeah, I remember he, hearing about that. I think that is the reason he left the show. He didn't mind making fun of all the other religions, but when they made fun of his, right. he quit the show, and he got so angry, he went off and died. <laughs> <laughs> I guess all of his troubles finally caught up to him. Well, Zenu right. took him back. Um, you know, yeah. Lord Zenu recalled him. Did he, he get Kolob for his planet? <laughs> You're mixing religions now. <laughs> awesome. Have you well, ever listened to any of the recordings of L. Ron Hubbard that are online? No. No. Um, I recommend it sometime. You know, Google L. Ron Hubbard recordings and listen to him talk about his, uh, you know, well, his Scientology. And it is, um, when, you, when, you, when you find out what Scientology is all about, that alone is astonishing, that, that so many people buy into it, that they pour so much money into it. But when you listen to L. Ron Hubbard talk about it, it's like they, they drugged these people or something, because he, he's, he's spouting gibberish. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, he doesn't even speak in complete sentences. It's, uh, it's really bizarre. Yeah, and, and we, very funny. Leighton and I went to this Church of Scientology, and they <laughs> sat us down for, a, I don't know, half an hour, hour-long video of the history of L. Ron Hubbard, and that was about all I could take. Yeah. yeah, and then, of course, they took our personality tests, and Charlie sco oh, yeah. scored so horribly on the test that they didn't have an interview afterwards with him. They did with me, though. <laughs> I guess I'm prime Scientology material. Well, you I fall right into that range. <laughs> they didn't want to have anything to do with me because I asked the guy, I said, "This your little pamphlet here says 75 trillion years. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, yes. Well, the universe is only, you know, 15 billion years old. He goes, it says what it says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's profound. It says what it says. That's like, there you I, have that's it. like, that's like God doing an impression of Popeye. I am that I am. <laughs> um, no, that's the Job story. So. Uh, no, it isn't. Oh, yeah. It's a flaming bush, dude. Oh, flaming, flaming bush. That's bush. right. It's the flaming bush. Yeah. All right. 
Yes, I, it's the Lindsay Lohan chapter of yeah, the Bible. It's uh, when God got which, chlamydia. Which chapter is that? There are so many Lindsay Lohan moments. <laughs> My bush is on fire. <laughs> but the fire didn't consume it. Didn't no, consume no, it just kept burning. So basically all you have oh, yeah. to do is take um, some of the um, horrible story. I mean, the Bible is one long horror story. I, I totally agree with you. There's just absolutely crazy shit going on. Well, and my God big question is, the... is, have you written any stories with little girl ghosts? Because if you want to see Charlie act like a wussy, make him watch <laughs> a little girl ghost horror movie. I love little girl ghost horror movies. The Ring is probably um, my favorite. That that mix oh, really? of that that mix of innocence and uh, just horrible uh, tragedy and horrible things happening to these people. I I, I love a child ghost for whatever reason. Uh, that's a weakness of mine. I that love it. Creeps the shit out of him. It's hilarious. Yeah. He'll run around and he'll turn on all the lights. Love it. The... Read my book. Read my novel, The Loveliest Dead. Yeah. It just happens to be a child ghost story. All right, I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a. Uh, uh, it's it's been published by E-Reads, eBooks and paperback. Yeah, yeah. I'll. Um, so it's called The Loveliest. In fact, that, in fact, that book uh, is heavily colored by my experience with Ed and Lorraine. There are a couple of characters in that book that are based on Ed and Lorraine. I definitely um, got to get it now. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Required Warner, they're in there. Are they um, uh, anally raped by the ghost? No, there's no anal rape going on in my <laughs> it's book. It's a little girl ghost. Damn it. What, what, does she have a, a ghostly strap-on somewhere? Yes. <laughs> Where there's a, a Lorraine Warren, there must be anal raping by ghosts. There must be a strap-on somewhere. <laughs> yep, anal rape and a beehive hairdo. Um. <laughs> That's when you know you've reached the ultimate in anal rape. That's right. <laughs> Oh God! All right. Well, oh, no. I just got this image of the beehive hairdo flopping back and forth, <laughs> like getting pounded by some demon from hell. Yeah, she somehow every minute. keeps those horrid glasses on. Carrying the demon too. on. Oh yeah, give it to her. Give it to her. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a cartoon. Someone's going to draw. <laughs> Ah, now that I've totally derailed our entire conversation. Uh, yeah, what were you talking about? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> we went from little girl goes to anal rape to beehive to rape, <laughs> raping beehives. I mean, <laughs> yeah, child child ghosts uh, get me. There's a they're, they're definitely a weakness of mine. Um, what uh, I'll, I'll ask you that. What scares you, Ray? Um. Right now, uh, and I and I'm not being I'm not trying to be funny. I'm I'm not joking. Politics in America scares the hell out of me. Well, I guess yeah. Instead instead of creeping out, um, truly horrifying uh, despair for the future. I guess yeah. You're right. I mean, uh, Michelle Bachman is is going to run for president, and I know that that's comedy gold, and and you know everybody has fun joking about her, but. It scares me that we've gotten to the point now where someone like Michelle Bachman can be taken seriously enough to run for president. She should have been laughed off the, the national stage a long time ago. She shouldn't be holding office, but she is, and she has a lot of supporters. And I don't dismiss her, or, or Sarah Palin for that matter, her, her, uh, her intellectual uh, superior. I, I don't dismiss them because they, they're, they're too, I know too many people who think they're wonderful. <laughs> and I... I hear them talk about the, these two women as if they're just they're the greatest thing that ever happened to America and we need more women like them oh my god yeah uh, Michelle mm. has certainly made a fool out of herself uh, over her career it's gotten worse over the past couple of months since she's announced you know the possibility of running for presidency people are definitely laughing at her but uh, unfortunately the, the those you know voices that are laughing are uh, I think a small minority Whereas, you know, maybe even 10 or 20 years ago would have been incredibly embarrassing to say the stuff she says. And uh, you can't just mop it up in a, a follow-up news story later. It, you, it would have been over. Uh, oh, now, yeah. it, it's almost like they can't say anything so stupid that you that you can't. I mean, for God's sake, Sarah Palin can't name one fucking magazine that she reads? <laughs> no, she all reads of all of them. All yeah. of them. That's why she didn't have time to write her books. <laughs> she, doesn't even, she doesn't even. She doesn't even know what's in her books because she's too busy reading all the magazines. 
Michelle Bachman snarkily laughs at Obama for thinking that E Pluribus Unum is the motto of our country instead of uh, In God We Trust. In God We Trust, yeah. Uh, you know, well, you know it, Michelle Bachman, a lot of people don't know this, Michelle Bachman supports a group called um, You Can Run But You Can't Hide International, which is run by a guy named Bradley Dean, who has this Christian punk rock group. I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth in succession. Yeah, that's wow. Christian just a punk odd. rock group. What part of anarchy is there in a Christian <laughs> rock group or punk right. rock group? And she has made it possible for him to sneak into public schools to uh, deliver an evangelical Christian message to students. And the public schools pay. This is done on taxpayer dollars. And she supports this. She helps him do, run this stealth campaign. She feeds money into um, You Can Run. Um, she appears in their videos. And on his radio show, Bradley Dean once said, and you can find you can get the re- the recording is out there. This isn't. I'm not making this up. This you can listen to him say it. Uh, he said that the pe- the Muslims of Iran are are much more moral than the Christians of America because they execute homosexuals. They take the Bible seriously, and we here in America tolerate homosexuals, and that makes us immoral. We're not killing them. And this guy has the full and enthusiastic and active support of Michelle Bachman, who now wants to be president. Um, she's another one of these theocrats, one of these um, people who doesn't believe, who thinks that it's a myth that uh, the separation of church and state is in the Constitution. It's not there. And that the Constitution, that the First Amendment was written for Christians. The freedom of religion was written for Christians. That makes perfect sense because the country was made up of, you know, 99.9% Christians at that time. So right. very important for them to throw off the oppression of uh, the 0.1% what... Right, yeah. Hindu, I guess, that were well, there. You know, it was the Christians who freed the slaves from slavery. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the Christians invented morality. Yes. That's true. They freed the slaves. They have uh, they have given women all the power that they have. Yes. Of course, now they're, now they're trying to take it away from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christians invented science, so. Oh, I'm yeah. Pretty the sure they, uh, they built the pyramids, too. And Stonehenge. Yeah, well, the... Yeah, and Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget Easter Island if we're going that far. So. <clears throat> Why not? Yeah, uh, it, it is frightening, and I think you're right to be worried. Um, I mean, on the one hand, Sarah Palin or Michelle Bachman, you can easily dismiss them. You know, and they're they're losing by about twenty percent to Obama if they were running in head-to-head polls right now. Uh, on the other hand, there there is absolutely no underestimating the stupidity of the American public, None. Um, and the mobility I, I, of crazy right wing assholes. I mean, these yeah. people will jump to the polls in droves, uh, and old people <laughs> tend to jump to the <laughs> polls in droves. And they're um, they 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 have the capability of putting a coalition together on the single issue stuff, yeah. uh, and that motivates. Um, you know, different blocks of the country, and uh, you can definitely foresee a possibility of her winning. If she, oh my God, if Sarah Palin or Michelle Bachman actually did uh, secure imagine? the presidency. I mean, can you think of anything scarier? George I don't Bush. think I could get to Canada fast enough. Uh, Huckabee, um, Huckabee would be right up there, too. Um, Huckabee would be right up there, and he's he's actually a lot more popular than they are, and he's yeah. just as bad. He's, he's just got as bad. the benefit of being very charming. People like him because he's a charming guy. You know, he's a kind of a, a Forrest Gump. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Life is like a box of chocolate. He's and, of the exact same creationist, uh, anti-science. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the same. He has the same evil ideology, and yes. he's an ordained minister for Christ's sake. Oh God. Um, and then there's uh, Newt Gingrich, that other douche nozzle, who uh, a lot of people take seriously, and he's just as bad too. He doesn't believe it like they do. He doesn't believe it, but he uses it. You know, he's he's got that whole um, this is a Christian nation and and um, this is a nation made by Christians for Christians and of Christians and let's all sit down and have a plate of Jesus. And, Next, uh, you guys are going to tell me Glenn Beck is firing for the presidentship. Uh, Glenn Beck's kind of the same as Rush Limbaugh in that they can't they say they can't afford the pay cut, right? They yeah, um, right. That's yeah. They yeah. drive the ideology behind all this shit. Uh, yeah, they but, are the uh, they're the Goebbels. 
Of right, time. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Glenn, but... Glenn Beck is uh, now. He's talking about getting starting his own channel, his own TV, you know, his own TV channel. Of course, he is. Because he's too monkey fuck crazy for Fox News. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you mean they're actually telling him to back off a little bit on his craziness? Oh, no, they're Lord. dumping him. His his contract runs out this year, and they're they're dumping him, and he's he's preparing to start his own his own uh, network because they can't even they can't handle his constant doomsday wailing and gnashing of teeth uh, day after day on his show, which is all he does. He's now saying that um, something that uh, Louis Farrakhan said, and of course Louis Farrakhan is loopier than a roller coaster. You, you, I don't understand why anyone would take anything seriously that's, that Louis Farrakhan said. He's, the Nation of Islam is Scientology for black people. Um, <laughs> why is he quoting Louis Farrakhan? Because he's been in the news lately. Has he? He's been in the news. He's been chastising President Obama. Uh, in fact, a direct quote, this is a quote, he said, who the hell do you think you are, brother? Because he's going into Libya. And he's called, uh, he has called um, Gaddafi a great leader, and it said that we should leave him alone. Uh, of course, I don't think we should be in there either, but I, I don't want to sound like I'm agreeing with this nut job, Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> but uh, Beck has quoted Farrakhan. Something that Farrakhan said has led Beck to say that the, what is it, the, the 12th imam, what is it that the Muslims are waiting for? Uh, the arrival of the uh, some imam, and he's he's here. He's on Earth. He's been born. And Beck says that is the Antichrist, and he's alive right now. And just the other day, he was saying on the radio, "You have to get your life in order right now. This is it. This is the end. This is it. We're there." Um, Don't you, know, you love how they always spout that, and then when the time comes and goes, they're like, "No, no, no! Really, really, this time I'm sure." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Always. Yeah. There's another one coming up, May 21st. Yep. Somehow, ten or fifteen years ago, Glenn Beck is going to be spouting the same fucking shit. It's then now. Get your life in order right now, and yep. people keep lapping it up. Uh, you know, I yep. think what this world needs is more Glenn Beck. So if we could get a twenty-four-seven Glenn Beck channel, the GBC, uh, yeah. that will right all the wrongs of America. I think. If we could get those people to just watch that channel and nothing else, <laughs> they would all. They would, they, within two weeks, they'd all blow their brains out because they, Literally. they would be so depressed. They would be so afraid. They would they would be hanging in showers and in closets. They'd be and, hunkered you know, they'd be, in in bomb shelters, nineteen fifty <laughs> yeah, style, watching uh, Glenn Beck Channel twenty four. Or they'd have their heads in ovens because you know. It's, <laughs> if you listen to that and take it seriously, it's a constant drumbeat of uh, of doom. And I don't know how people put up with it. It's a constant dumb drumbeat, dumbbeat. <laughs> that's that works more too. Accurate. That works yeah. too. Constant, yeah. Constant, I was going to say a constant drumbeat of doom and, and utter stupidity, but uh, again, yeah. like I said, I think that there, we've gotten to the point where, and I don't know what's happened to us as a nation. We've gotten to the point that there is no way, no possible way, you could be too stupid to be popular. No, it, it is literally impossible to say something too stupid. Yeah, you can say something that's that's racist and, and get kicked off the show. You can say uh, something that's sexist. Uh, you, you know, it'll be the end of your career. Um, you cannot. There is no depth of stupidity that you can plumb. I think that won't. It, it probably doesn't even harm you. I mean, was no. D- does Michelle Bachman did her numbers go down at all when she said this the string of stupid things about not you know, that I know of wrong state entirely about the battles of. Lexington well, you know, if Concord. you go to her, if you go to her Facebook page, you will see that w- when she said that stupid thing about um, uh, American history uh, uh, recently, you go to her her fa- Facebook page, and the criticism of this has just fired up her base. Oh yeah, it's just made them more determined. You know, sure, don't pay any because to them. because they already believe it's a liberal media. Right. Yeah. Because you know, all, everywhere I look, you know, it's fucking Fox News and Glenn Beck and all that shit in the in the news media, and you have a yeah. handful of liberal guys that have maybe a tenth of the audience of Rush Limbaugh or Glenn Beck, Hannity and Combs. So clearly, it's a liberal, total liberal media bias. Uh, but but they, it feeds into their uh, paranoia. Oh, of course they're persecuting me because Satan always wants the the. Um, good stuff to go away. It plays right into it. 
Well, that's why Glenn Beck needs to start his own channel. It's because Satan is behind his getting fired, not his craziness. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's always somebody to blame it on. You can always blame it on Satan. Well, look at uh, Mel Gibson is about to have a, a big movie released, and it's getting good reviews. It hasn't even come out yet. He will be forgiven for everything, everything he's said and done, and he'll be a star again. Uh, Charlie Sheen has made himself a bigger star by being a great, sebaceous, wind-flapping asshole. Um, we, know, we no longer reward uh, achievement, accomplishment. We reward stupidity and bad behavior. And things like, the, oh, the liberal media, that's what I was going to say. The liberal, liberal I hate media. to sound like I'm you know, harping on Nazis, but Goebbels said that if you repeat a big lie long enough, People will come to believe it, no matter what it is. And the bigger, the better. Liberal media is a perfect example of that. The, the media is only as liberal as their um, conservative corporate owners will let them be. Right. Um, the, I mean, if you look in the... It almost seems that the newscasters of the 50s were uh, a whole lot more liberal than our spineless newscasters today, by and large. They were, and they didn't inject opinion into the news. They were very... They were staunchly, they were rigid about that, you know, about not, uh, about not being biased and just giving the facts. I miss, miss Huntley and Brinkley and Walter Cronkite. I miss those guys. Yeah, it'd be nice to bring them back. I doubt that, uh, I doubt that, that kind of journalism would fly today because uh, you, you easily paint these guys as liberal by just reporting the facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The facts themselves are apparently liberal. Well, that's like asking for another Johnny Carson. Uh, Those are things we're just not going to see anymore. Well, not necessarily those guys, but I mean that kind of journalism. But you're right, we're not going to see it anymore because that kind of journalism was very quiet, and by today's standards it was very boring. Today, news has to make a lot of noise, and there's to be lots of flashing lights and and, you know whizzing graphics and blondes with big tits. And, uh, and why haven't I been like... watching the news more? And, and, and preferably as uh, you know, stupid as humanly possible, so that they pander oh, yeah. to the lowest common denominator. I, it's I frequently post onion articles on my Facebook page, and I found that people can't tell the difference. They people do, it, it takes a while for them to realize that it's satire. Granted, those they are re- very well written. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They're better written than most of the real news. Yeah, um, but it's they'll hard get to tell me, the difference anymore. They'll get me sometimes if I don't know it's on the Onion site. I'll, I'll get maybe a couple paragraphs in and go, "Hey, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait I, a second. I posted a video the other day of a, about a, a conservative teenager in high school who took a stand. He's a conservative, patriotic teenager who took a stand. Um, he refused to take his Spanish class because he refused to be required to speak a foreign language on American soil. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go. Give well. me your poor, your hungry, your tired, your huddled masses, and fuck all you people for speaking different languages. <laughs> uh, get back to your country if you can't learn our. Language. We need to um, take that torch of liberty down and just turn it into a big old middle finger. There you go, world. <laughs> Welcome that. to America, fuckers. <laughs> yeah. It or used a big to be that statue of Snooky. <laughs> <laughs> used to be that high school students take principled stands against animal rights. You know, for animal rights, you know, they refuse to dissect a frog for whatever reason. Now we're yeah. just all uh, assholes, basically. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I ain't learning no Spanish, no foreign language. There was a story in the news recently about. Um, Students in high in a high school in some southern state, of course, it was naturally a southern state. I'm shocked. Who were angry that the Ten Commandments had been taken down in their school, yep. and they held yeah. a big demonstration and they demanded that it be put back. And if you don't like the Ten Commandments, you just don't have to look at them. Of course, we've got a right to put them there. No, you don't. They, I mean, did, they don't even understand what the problem is. Did they have a Koran next to the Ten Commandments, or no, they didn't. maybe a Wiccan <laughs> book of spells? <laughs> Yeah, um, thou shalt have no other gods before me is the, is the number one commandment. Um, uh, you know, it's you get it. it ha, you have to get to like the fourth fucking commandment before you get to a non-religious or actually useful commandment. Oh, the, yeah, the, the first five commandments have nothing to do with morality. Nothing. Right. They're all entirely religious, um, and then the other five. Religious people think that the Ten Commandments invented "Thou shalt not kill" or "steal" <laughs> or "lie" or do any of these. You know, those things. Those 
those ideas had been around for a while before well, somebody I don't wrote think them so. down. Before that, everybody was just running around killing and stealing everybody else's shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the golden rule that, geez, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, that goes back to Confucius, for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's uh, the, the last five commandments are like the most obvious things in the world. Don't yeah, lie. Don't, kill don't steal. Oh, don't cheat. Damn it, I kept forgetting that one. <laughs> God, it's ridiculous. that You need to be reminded of this shit? I mean, come on. Yeah. There's a great Isaac Asimov quote. Um, Anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life, nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. That's absolutely true. Uh, case it in is. point, Texas. <laughs> exactly. The entire state. The entire fucking state of Texas. <laughs> yeah, Texas, period. <laughs> I would love it if, uh, like I said, they, they seceded, but we would have to carve off uh, the entire state and just kick it into the fucking Caribbean or something. Well, if they seceded, then we could declare war on them, couldn't we? Oh, we don't declare war anymore, I forgot. Well, we, we would lose. Chuck Norris up. is down there. You do not challenge yeah. Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Texas was the the recent uh, story out of Texas was some uh, state politician who uh, talked about the case where an 11 year old girl was gang raped by a bunch of uh, guys who were like in their 20s and she said that they needed a dress code in Texas because right. this 11 year old girl was dressed like a 21 year old prostitute. Yeah, so she apparently so had too short of a skirt or something. Never mind the fact that she was an eleven-year-old girl. Yeah, right. There were a whole Does bunch really of people what saying, she's "Wearing whole bunch of people saying, well, she shouldn't have been wearing that." You know, there's a whole uh, bunch of people supporting the boys on this shit. Uh, you know, oh, I know. Hey, yeah. hey, rape is wrong. I don't care. It doesn't actually matter how old she is, but Jesus, fuck, you can't. There's no license to rape if you wear a short skirt. God, yeah, are we in a fucking Muslim whole- country? Well, what this what this woman said in Texas? There, it's wrong on so many levels that you need to draw a diagram to to illustrate yeah. all the things that are fucked up about what she said. And my my favorite is just the idea that if you put a woman in the wrong clothes, men cannot control themselves. They have to it, jump on her and just fuck her till her gums recede because it, yeah. they can't control themselves. They have no self control. This is the Islam idea of the burqa. Right? Do yeah. not inflame mm-hmm. men's passions. They are blameless if if you show some skin, for God's sakes. Yep. Don't show some skin. Don't dance provocatively. Don't tempt your husband with a fruit that a talking snake convinced you to pick off the tree. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Heaven forbid you do that. Hey, Adam, yeah. this this apple tastes pretty good. Um, Always the woman's fault. A good story about that, too, is uh, McLeroy. Remember Don McLeroy, who said that we need someone to finally stand up to the experts on this stuff. And, you know, have, you know <laughs> fuck, those, fuck those experts and their fucking knowledge. Fuck you people. You can't tell me what to believe. <sighs> yeah, the experts, the, or the elites, as they like to call them. Elites, uh, right. There was a time when the word elite meant that you were, you know, the top of your field. You were the cream of the crop. You had, well, now it just means you can open a book. Exactly. Well, they're, they're trying to conflate and, it with like aristocrats or nobility, this unearned elitism, right? Just by birth, uh, people. Uh, so they're trying to engender this anti-intellectualism, um, and it's going to drag us down as a country. So that we'll we're going to be uh, God. We're already like what second to last in in belief in evolution. I mean, that cannot be good oh, for yeah. our scientific output. Thank Back God for two- Turkey. <laughs> Back in 2008, um, Brian Williams, during the election, Brian Williams asked Sarah Palin, because she'd been going on and on about the elites and how bad the elites were in America, he asked her, who are the elites? And in her homespun country way, she said, well, the elites are, I suppose, I guess, and whatever other verbal pauses she threw in there, that the elites were anybody who thinks they know more than everybody else. <laughs> so anybody who's read on the yeah. matter, As she this, if there had been subtitles to that broadcast, it would have said anyone who knows more than me. Right, which of course is ninety eight percent of the population. Yeah, minus I suppose the population of Texas. <laughs> right. That that's about or it. or or Michelle Bachman. 
you know, somebody recently said that Michelle Bachman is liked by the people who like Sarah Palin but wish she weren't so intellectual. <laughs> uh, wow. Or for that matter, Mike Huckabee or Pat Robertson. These guys exactly. are they're they're the same. They're it is essentially the same person. Um and it amazes me that they've gained the popularity that they have. But I guess there is this backlash against, you know, who the fuck do you think you are knowing all this shit? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kinda like uh Leighton beating up nerds in high school, right? Yeah. <laughs> who are they to know that shit? They shouldn't be flaunted knowledge. <laughs> I mean, hell, just because I don't know what the Venturi effect is, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Stuffs him in a garbage can. Oh, Lord. You should have watched more Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think Charlie watched enough Star Trek for all of us. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's wind this up with uh, an extended plug for your signing. Uh, I'm going to be in San Francisco on April 9, Saturday, April 9, at 3 p.m. at Borderlands Books. It's not a Borders. It's an independent bookstore called Borderlands Books. They specialize in um, science fiction, horror, and fantasy. And they're on Valencia Street. I don't have the address right in front of me, but that's easy enough to find. Just Google Borderlands Books. They've got a nice website. And um, I will be signing books there, giving a reading. I'll be reading Wailing and Gnashing of Teeth. And I will sign anything you bring except Twilight. Um, <laughs> what about Glenn Beck? What about Glenn Beck books? I'll 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 write an X, <laughs> <laughs> like Jethro Clampett. Well, what about Harry Potter? <laughs> Harry Potter, yeah, yeah. I wish J.K. Rowling was my pseudonym. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So you'll be signing books. You'll be reading uh, Wailing and Gnashing of Teeth, which is a short story from your upcoming, soon-to-be-released collection of anti-religious uh, short story, horror stories, yes, right? Yes, And um, the rest of the time, you can find me on uh, the Atheist Oasis blog. I have a hard time saying those two words together. Atheist <laughs> Oasis blog. I uh, do a lot of writing there. And there are a number of other writers who uh, uh, put together some great articles. And on Facebook because I don't leave my desk so I'm there all the time and I'm going to buy that novel uh, called The Lovely The The Loveliest Dead Loveliest Dead because it's got some uh, prepubescent demon strap on anal raping Lorraine Warren (laughs) yeah with beehive don't forget the beehive you know how to write to uh, your audience Uh, (laughs) that is exactly what I'm looking for in a horror story I've noticed there's been a lot of strap-on action missing in horror movies. <laughs> it's the one ingredient, I mean, after all, really. There was a raping tree. Where, where's the rest oh, of yeah. the strap-on action? And that was by um, that was by the guy who directed uh, The Exorcist for crying out loud. He made a movie about a raping tree. I, <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> well, you know, when you got morning wood, you just got to do something. <laughs> Jesus Christ, really, Leighton? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Excellent. Um, and then other books by you are Trailer Park Noir, and uh, what else you got that we could buy? Uh, Trailer Park Noir, um, The Girl in the Basement, Live Girls, my, which is still my the most popular thing I've written, and I wrote that back in 1987. So Dead Girls um, didn't go so well? No, Live Girls is about uh, uh, stripping blowjob vampires um, in in the old Times Square of New York City, prior to Giuliani, back when it was back when it was a real place. Um, uh, I can see why that's girls. yeah. I can see why that's yeah. your most popular novel. Yeah, vampire vampires have changed a lot since I was writing about them. Yeah, back now in they the twinkle. 80s. Now they now 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 they twinkle. Back when I was writing about them. I wrote uh, Lot Lizards, which is about traveling truck stop vampire hookers. And uh, you've got an obsession girl. with these little uh, vampire hookers, don't you? No, I have an obsession with selling books and sex sells. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're not shy about it. No, I'm not shy about it. I'm a whore. Are, are um, any of your <laughs> vampire hookers kind of sad and mopey and um, emo? No, no, no. There are no emo. There's no whining. There's no pouting. Um, there's none of that shit in my books. I don't know how you expect to sell any vampire books. Well, that's the problem. You know, I, I, the kind of vampires I write are now, they're out of vogue because... 
You don't want to slit your wrists after the first chapter? Right. (laughs) They're not Mormons. They're not They're Mormon right. vampires, which is what the twi- <laughs> which is what the twinkling twilight vampires are. They're 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 stealth Mormons. Yeah, who don't want to have sex before they're married. How? Yeah. Uh, what kind of vampire fucked up shit is that? <laughs> well, you know, if you're a vampire and you've been alive for hundreds of years and you've done everything and you've seen, it's everything, like the worst case really of go- blue balls you've ever heard of at this point. <laughs> Do you really want to go back to high school? Is that where you want to go? <laughs> yeah, you're looking for high school girls to go after? Nice. I don't think so. It seems like you wouldn't really have a lot to talk about, actually. No. We wouldn't have a lot to talk about with anybody, but you sure as hell wouldn't have a lot to talk about with high school students. <laughs> Good God. I didn't really have a whole lot to talk about with high school students when I was in high school. I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't get along well with my peers. <laughs> and Leighton stuffed them all in the trash can, you fucking bastard. <laughs> a little here and there. <laughs> Only the ones that deserved it. Weren't you on the wrestling team, though? Me or yeah, yeah, yeah I was on the wrestling team. So you hung out with all the gay high school students. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was with all the the gay ones. So you know, it, it was a good fit. You were part of the gay bully group. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty small niche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you got to go to the gay wrestlers to get picked on, that, that you got to be pretty loser. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, um, any... thank you so much, you guys, for having me back. I really appreciate yeah, it. Always a pleasure. We still want to have you back to talk about separation of church and state and and those issues, um, but we'll wait a while this be... time. Yeah, you wait a while. I won't. I won't be clingy. I promise. <laughs> you just let me know when you want me to to come back, and I'll sit here in my corner and wait for you. <laughs> awesome. All right. You don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Um, and I hope your signing goes really, really well. And uh, you know what? You might want to do is hire a uh, vampire hooker uh, to just hang around the store. I would come that to would get something great. signed at that point. Well, you know, this is going to be a crowd of people who read my books, so there may be some vampire hunters already coming. I don't know. <laughs> Excellent. Right Yeah, on. but is Thanks this going to be like Comic-Con where you see, like, muffin tops for the... <laughs> no, no. No, I no. have a different crowd. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks again, Rafe. We'll talk to you later. Take care, you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>